for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. So let me tell y'all a little story real quick. Justin and I, last night, and tonight is Wednesday, the day that the Lakers just lost game two to the Grizzlies, just so we're clear about which day it is and when we're recording this. So it's immediately after that game. Um... Yeah, they catching strays because they had a little bit too much to say about us in our series. Like, they had theirs in hand. So, anywho, um, we recorded a mailbag. Guys, we recorded one yesterday and answered all of your questions. And we talked about potential lineups. And, you know, we did all of that. And then about 30 minutes, maybe, after we finished recording, I don't even know if it was that long. The news dropped about Dre being suspended, right? And, you know, so one, we didn't feel comfortable dropping the mailbag just because some of the stuff we said, not all of it, but some of it was in the context of Dre still playing. But we did actually address the fact that, oh, we're, we're happy that Dre's going to get to play because based on the reports from Shams earlier in the day, it seemed that Draymond was just going to be fined. And we were going to be moving on with the series. And then the league drops this bombshell. And Draymond suspended for game three. It caught everyone off guard, including Shams who reported it, including the Warriors. Like, it, you could tell. Like, even all of the people who we know and trust around the Warriors, um, the, the, the people that closely follow them, Tim Kawakami, <laughs> you know, like, all of the people we know to be like tapped in and in tune with the Warriors, like we're surprised by this. Everyone thought that it would be a fine. So um, yeah, that happened. But Justin fell asleep early or something, you know, Justin be getting into things. So, um, but he was not available. Wow. (laughs) No, he, look, we just, we needed time, honestly, to process this. And um, so we could come back. So that's why we didn't drop the mailbag. We're still going to drop it because there's still relevant questions in there. And not everything we said is no longer like applicable, but we just thought we couldn't just drop it like that because it wouldn't make sense anymore. So we want to at least provide this context. We'll talk about the Dre suspension a little bit and then immediately following you'll get the, the, the mailbag that we had. And we'll try to right now anticipate some questions you may have because Dre is out. Um, and then, you know, game, game, game three tomorrow, game three. So by the time y'all will be listening to this, it will be the day of game three. So let's get to it, Justin. When did you find out that Dre would be suspended? Um not long after everyone else did like my phone was on do not disturb and then i checked it around like maybe midnight ish you know and i saw it and i just rolled my eyes and just kind of went to bed and just like i'm thinking about this tomorrow morning (laughs) (laughs) and i saw it and i was like hmm the the first when shams tweeted like 
it's unlikely that Draymond receives a suspension. Like when I read that notification, I kind of read it fast. So my, I kind of like stopped a little bit and then I read it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, we good. And then, and yeah, we good. And then I saw that and I was like, Whoa, because I'm thinking there's no way Shams is wrong about this. Right. Something <laughs> happened because he doesn't just get things like this wrong. And right. you know, something happened. Crazy. We'll never know, but bullshit so yeah immediately kind of pissed and it's like half of you you're like mad that Draymond would take it to that extent and stomp on a guy and stuff and the other half is like I mean he's already served a punishment right he gets ejected from the game with more than half of the quarter still left in play the Warriors are in the middle of a run a big run they end up tying it still and have a chance to win but you can make the assumption that if he's playing, they have a better chance to win and they might end up winning that game. Right. So he's already cost them a game. Now you put them at a disadvantage for the next game. That just seems a bit excessive to me. And there's other avenues you could have taken to punish him even more. Like, like you said, a fine. So it just, it just seems like BS to me. Yeah. I mean, it really, I I was pissed, Justin. So it's probably better that we had a day to like take some time and think about it. Cause I was like really legit angry. I didn't even tweet about it right away. I like retweeted some things and I was just scrolling the TL, but I was really upset. I was mad. Um, and it, it feels, it feels so reminiscent to 2016. Right. I mean, cause I mean, we were in the mailbag talking about, I'm so glad we know so we don't have to be sitting in anticipation waiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things, guys, we said. Um, and thinking like it wasn't happening, you know, and talking about how scared we were that he would be suspended because of how triggered we are from 2016. And so, um, you know, for history to sort of be repeating itself, um, I was mad. I was annoyed. And I like, there is someone, maybe it's the commissioner that just really wants to see the Warriors over. Because to me, from the outside looking in, what it sounds like to me, if Shams felt comfortable enough to report that it was unlikely, that means someone stepped in and was still behind the scenes Mm -hmm. advocating and pushing and someone who had enough power or something to get the decision to change. Yep. I agree. Does ain't, ain't Draymond and Joe Dumars kind of close? They are. But Joe Dumars also has connections to the Sacramento Kings. Hmm. But and but <laughs> he used to work in with like some he was with them, I think. Um I don't remember exactly in what capacity, but I mean Joe Dumars also has people that he has to answer to. Right. So, I mean, oh. I, I definitely agree. It's something a little fishy going on there. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Because why to would put you want to do this to the team? By the way, the highest rated game from over the weekend was the Warriors. Game one. Not, not surprised. It, like, I just don't understand. And then also, like, how are you explaining this to your partners? You think your partners want Draymond Green suspended? You think your partners want a short series for the Warriors? I mean, I'm I am truly astonished by this decision. 
And I, I think what Draymond did after he was ejected probably pushed it over the top. But the thing is, that's the type of stuff that makes the NBA great and creates rabid fan bases and rivalries. And that's what makes, that's what drives ratings and entertainment, right? Villains and heroes, right? You're, you seeing your team as the heroes and the other team as the villains. And, you know, you sitting down in front of that TV, in front of that laptop or whatever, every single game to watch your team take down the villains. Like that is what, that's what makes the NBA so popular, not suspending guys because he's getting into it with the fans, who's probably calling him all type of crazy craziness. He returns the energy back to them. He's not punching anybody like, um, like Malice in the Palace. You know what I'm saying? He flipped a few people off, which is, you know, whatever, fine him for that. But what he's doing is the same thing he did with Memphis last year, the whole whoop that trick thing. People love that. They want to see that. You know, they want to see these guys get into it with the other team, with the other organizations, with the other fans, because that's what drives competition. That's like, that's what makes it fun. So it's just a watering down of, of a league that it just, it just doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense if they want to push more popularity and more authenticity with the whole thing. No, this is why I say I think it's someone who's over the Warriors and has something personal with them. I mean, you look at like some of the CBA stuff too that happens and, you know, who is that targeted at? Who is that designed? Look at mm -hmm. what they did with, um, you know, the Wiggins rule for All-Star. I mean, just there's just all these targeted things at the Warriors, you know? Um, so... Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it like that. All those different situations that it's become more clear now. Yeah. So people are over them. I understand. But it's just like, to me, it's just so plain as day that there's like some bias and some stuff going on here. So I'm just like, how are you going to do this? Like, you know, so it. listen, the suspension has happened. I, in this moment in time, I'm not mad in this moment. Like I'm mad at the situation, but it's like, I've processed it. I've dealt with it. And now it's time to kind of move forward and focus on game three, which is tomorrow. But I, I think it's some straight up bullshit, you know? And I'm not saying that like Draymond's actions were justified. His actions cannot be justified though. I can't really say I wouldn't have done the same thing to be honest. Um, I would have reacted in some way. Maybe I wouldn't have right. stopped, but I would have definitely reacted. And right. so, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's a really unfortunate situation because Steph doesn't deserve this. His teammates don't deserve it. And you're penalizing all of them. Um, but on some level, you know, some people would say the Warriors organization has enabled Draymond, <laughs> you know, so to carry on with the behavior that he does. And as a result, this is what happens sometimes and 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 you got to deal with it. So but we can acknowledge that whether you think Draymond went too far, it was excessive. It was um, reckless. It was like he needs to exhibit more mindfulness, whatever you want to call it. Like those things can all be true. And it still also be true that the league went too far. Mm -hmm. They went too far. And oh. so that's, you know, 
how I feel about the suspension itself. But the Warriors do have a very pivotal, <laughs> you know, game three to play tomorrow, Justin. And so my first question is, do you believe the Warriors can win that game? For sure. I think they can win it. Um, it's going to take some creativity from Steve Kerr. Um, it's going to take more minutes than um, usual for Kevon Looney, for sure. Um, and it's probably going to take Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole having really good offensive games. Wiggins. But definitely. Yeah, Wiggins as well. Um, I think for sure, for, for sure, Wiggins offensively, but Wiggins and Gary in particular defensively have to be amazing. Yep. Um, because they got to make up for the lack of Draymond behind them. So, you know, they just, they got to, they got to stop Fox and Monk. Um, and it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. They shot themselves in the foot two games in a row. I think they should have beat them by 20 last game, to be honest. Nine turnovers in the first quarter, six turnovers in the third quarter. You cut those in half, you probably win pretty handily. And yeah, they just got to take care of the ball. And I think they got a pretty good shot. So my guess is, oh, well, not my guess. Draymond's not there. The ball's going to be in Steph's hands a lot. Um, mm -hmm. for, the, for the lineup, do you think they start Jordan Poole or they start Gary Payton the second and Poole still comes off the bench? I think they start Gary Payton because um, if you – when you don't start Draymond, it kind of it moves um, Wiggins to Harrison Barnes because no one else can really like match him physically. They put Steph on Harrison Barnes sometimes, but I think in that when that starter group, Steph goes to like Murray or Herder or one of those two. So you got to start Gary to guard Fox, and then you put Wiggins on one of those bigger forwards. Whereas if you start Jordan Poole, the matchups defensively are just like out of whack a little bit. So um, yeah, I would start Gary. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Kerr says they know what they're going to do, but they're not going to reveal it, obviously. So we'll find out. But, um, you they know. They might start Kaminga. Huh? They might start Kaminga. Yeah. It's always an option. That's true. That is an option. I expect that we will definitely see Kaminga again, though, because, you know, um, you know, Trey is out. So, but I just, do you think he's going to keep the rotation tight or because they're at home, try to see if he can get something out of someone else? I mean, Moody may see time, but outside of Moody, do you think any, do you think we're going to see the person who shall not be named? Do you think um, we're going to see another Jermichael Green appearance? <laughs> I hope not. I feel like they got to try to get it done with, you know, um, their their main playoff rotation or who it's intended to be with the addition of Moody. I think it should be those guys and that's it. Yeah, I don't think we'll see Hughes should not be named. Um, might see Jamichael, but he might get one or two possessions and they see what's going on and they might they might pull him. But he if not, one of those games where he makes threes, I don't know. Right, because they're playing at home, so who knows? <clears throat> um might just see a lot of Kaminga at the five. Well, not a lot, but whenever Looney's not in the game, Kaminga at the five and just see how that works because that could potentially be pretty good for them depending on how well he rebounds, but he has to rebound. That's one of the big reasons why he isn't playing more because he's not grabbing a ton of boards. But offensively, 
he can, you know, you can go five out with him there and he can crash and, and slash and, and, you know, cut for dunks and stuff like that. So it can spread Sacramento out in a way that they haven't been able to in the first two games of the series. So in a way, splitting Draymond and Looney up, which we discussed would probably yeah. be best going forward anyway, having them, having one of them on the court at all times uh, is going to just open up their offense a little bit more because the Kings know that those two aren't scoring threats. So they just load up on everybody else. Yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna say. I think, you know, while many things that we said about lineups assume Dre was playing, what needs to happen individually for each player, whether that be um, um, Andrew Wiggins or I'm sorry, I'm seeing here that my um, <laughs> my laptop is loaded. I'm trying to get my charger. But um, whether it's, uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins and posting up more, those are things that still need to happen, right? So it's like, we kind of said individual things that need to happen, as well as just like what they, you know, how they need to play, what they need to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. cutting down on the turnovers was one of those big things. <laughs> putting the ball in Steph's hands, running some more pick and roll. That's going to now, you know, happen. Except that, you know, he won't be able to do it with Trey. So like, what, what are they, how are they going to address that? Um, I think they should do whether Dre's there or not, they should do more guard to guard pick and rolls, to be honest, or pick and pops him and clay. Like you're going to get a good shot out of it. Nine times out of 10, because if clay's man switches onto you, it's most likely herder or somebody like that, if they switch it, Steph can cook Herder all day. If they don't switch it and they kind of trap it, you get Clay either an open three or you get an, a downhill opportunity where he can make a play for somebody else. Um, Steph screening for other people typically yields positive re- results. Uh, I would usually do it for a, um, somebody that can get downhill. So Jordan, if, if Steph screens and two people stay with Steph, Jordan can get downhill, get a layup. Wiggins can get downhill, get a dunk. Kaminga can get a dunk. So I think they should just explore that a little bit more. Um, but Loon was making some good decisions out of it as well. And they are less um, less active in the passing lane when Loon's setting the screen. One, because he sets solid, more solid screens than Draymond does. Um, and two, he's a bigger target to pass to. So Steph usually doesn't have as much issues giving the ball to Loon in the role. And then they play off him a little bit more so he can get one dribble in and just kind of pick where he wants to pass to. So I think they should still have a lot of success in the pick and roll. And I think they should try to look to ISO stuff a little bit more, get him, you know, on a wing by himself with anybody really. But I mean, try to get Davion off of him, but even if it's Davion, he can score on him too. So more ISOs, more Steph screens, more guard to guard screens. Yeah. So there you have it. I mean, listen to the mailbag, check it out. Many of the things we said still apply. Um, I think they rally. I think they rally behind this. They get the W and then you get Draymond back for game four. What I just hope doesn't happen. And I mean, it's a slightly different situation, but last time when Draymond came back from the suspension in 2016, he didn't like play like himself you know, um, and they won't have room for that. Um, But another big, huge difference in this series versus then is that 
Steph isn't compromised. And I always say that like the Draymond injury was more impactful because Steph was compromised. So not that Mm -hmm. he wasn't important and that you didn't need him, but they didn't just really kind of have the ability to say, okay, Steph, you go to work, you go do it, you go win it for us because he's compromised. Um, And that will always be the biggest thing that really hurt them in 2016. You can have a compromised Steph, but as long as you have like your other pieces, you can probably still get it done. When you take away a key piece, Plus, he's compromised. And as the series wore on, it just became too much to overcome. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have to win game three. <laughs> so, you know, my hope is that they're coming out there with that mindset. They'll be at home. They'll have Chase behind them. I expect all of the guys to play better. So, one game at a time. But let's go get that W. And then... You get Dre back and you do what you have to do. But I want by Sunday for it to be tied 2-2 because people are already writing the Warriors obituary, you know, and dancing and celebrating. Mm -hmm. And how just amazing and fabulous would that be? Uh, Y'all thought they were out of it and it's a a series that's tied. So Mm -hmm. um, at some point, I'm sorry, like, Shout out to De'Aaron Fox. He just won, you know, Clutch Player of the Year, the inaugural award, all that. Kudos to you. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, the Kings are not that good. They're not that superior. They're not superior to Golden State at all. Um, Definitely not in terms of talent, even if you want to say they're playing better right now. But, like, just, no. You're not getting, like, swept and all of this stuff from a team that's like this. You know, Steph has never played less than six games. You know, like it just, this feels like really would be a crazy way, in my opinion, for it to like, end. it just, it doesn't feel right. At some point, like the tides mm-hmm. have to turn. Like it's mm-hmm. rare that a series is so one-sided like that, you know, especially when teams are, are so close, right? Even if you right. say like a team beats themselves and does low IQ stuff, even like the Timberwolves, right? That series was able, did that one six last year, right? Mm-hmm. even though they did all kinds of stupid shit, but just because the talent level is comparable. So like, you're not going to convince me when the best player on the court is on the Warriors that, you know, exactly they're, they're done and they're out of it. So. And I mean, I think this is a huge swing game. If they, obviously if the Kings win this, the series is more or less over. Like no one comes back from three zero. There's a first time for everything, but series more or less over but if the Warriors win it without Draymond I think that's a huge momentum you know that can propel them into game four even if Draymond isn't a hundred and percent himself um they can still rally again at home you know because what well, he came back for a road game right yeah in a road game. yeah um so it comes back at home at home and you know that the crowd will be behind him yes All right so that's a good opportunity right there. And then I think if it's 2-2, going back to Sacramento, you know, it's going to get a little tight. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's, <laughs> it's going to get a little tight on that side. So huge game, must win, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think this could potentially decide the series. But I don't want to think too far ahead, but, yeah. Huh? There you have it. That's what we think. So thanks for tuning in with us. We appreciate you. We're looking forward to the to the game. 
Um, you're tuned in and listening to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Make sure you subscribe, download, share, tell a friend, family member, uh, leave us a review, only positive. Uh, give us five star ratings <laughs> on Apple, Spotify, <laughs> and make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces pod guys let's get this let's go dub nation get the w until next time y'all peace